provision for their people. We thank you, Lord, that there'll be provision around the earth, Father, and we bind the, uh, this, this attack. We know that this is a satanic attack from the principalities all around the world. Every principality is going in unity and darkness to try to destroy the earth, but we know that the enemy's time is short, and we thank you, Lord, that you have a plan for your church. You have a plan for your believers. We thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against our nation shall prosper that every word that rise up in judgment, we condemn. This is the right heritage of the saints of God. Uh, we bind the kings and nobles around the world. We bind the principalities from this place. Father, we extend our apostolic uh, of dispensation, our apostolic dimension <coughs> and authority that you've given us around the world. And we just bind the enemy in Africa and in India and Pakistan and uh, all around Asia and Eurasia and Southeast Asia, Malaysia, Lord, Singapore. We bind the enemy in the name of Jesus. We come in concert with our brothers and sisters around the world and we come in unity. And you said when unity comes, you will command the blessing. So, Father, I pray that you would use us this morning, Father. I pray for all the pastors and those that are watching by YouTube uh, that they will be hear the word of the Lord. Hear the Kairos, Kairos moment, a Kairos word, the word from the throne of God to the body of Christ, to the believer around the world. And we pray, Lord, that it would permeate and get into their hearts and they will grow and they'll be nurtured by the word of God. And then we will return and, from, and repent of our sins and turn away from wickedness and turn back to the living God. So Father, use me to the praise of your glory. Let your Holy Spirit have your way. You speak through me. I get out of the way. Hallelujah. Father, let this be a prophetic moment in, a, in the time, a Kairos time, a a special moment in time in history, in the history of the church and history of the earth. Hallelujah, that you're always bringing instruction and you're always bringing direction for your people. So we pray for direction today and we pray for instruction in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. 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 I want to welcome you uh, once again to New Heart Worship Center. Uh, this is the 20, 29th of March, 2020. Amen. So I welcome all the pastors around the world. Get your Bibles. I have a prophetic word. The Lord spoke to me this week about what's going on. We know the coronavirus is all over the earth and uh, people are sheltering in place. And uh, uh, so uh, there's always a spiritual as aspect to what God is doing. And so I'm going to give you this word and I pray that you would grow and that, that you would be obedient and that you would get things in order. I call this message cleansing your temple from spiritual leprosy. And uh, this, this is birthed out of if you're going to Numbers uh, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, uh, uh, it says, Now Marion and Aaron talked against Moses, their brother, because he was a, he, his Cushite wife. For he had married a Cushite woman. In other words, she was of the dark persuasion. And they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Has he not spoken also by us? We hear from God too. And the Lord heard it. And verse 3 says, Now the man Moses was very meek, gentle, kind, and humble above all the men on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting, and the three came out. So God got kind of upset. You know, when you get your boss calling you into the red carpet, you know you're about to get dressed up and dressed down, amen? And God was upset at them because 
They open up their mouth about him marrying a black lady, and we don't want that in our family, and they rose up against the authority, the delegated authority in the earth was God's delegated authority. And God got upset because that caused strife and division in the family. See, they, there's, a, there's a separation that has to take place when you have a pastor, a husband as a pastor and as a minister. You, you got to be able to separate the pastor, the husband, and all that, and, and, and not go step over your bounds when God is dealing with the man of God. So you can't let division enter into your family. And as we're in this coronavirus right now, as I've been posting on Facebook, uh, the sentiment uh, of cities, uh, they got the liquor stores open and, and uh, uh, people getting drunk and they're abusing the wives and abusing the children and they're fighting and fussing and carrying on the strife and contention is going on in the home. And God does not like disunity. And so he wants us to deal with these issues of the family. Numbers 12 verse 5 says, The Lord came down in a pillar cloud and stood at the tent door and called Aaron and Miriam, and they came forward. And he said, hear now my words. If there's a prophet among you, I make myself known to him in a vision and speak to him in a dream. But not so with my servant Moses. He is entrusted and faithful in all my house. With him, I speak mouth to mouth, directly, clearly, and not have dark speeches. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why, you were, why were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? God, God said, listen, I talk to him. I show up in the tent, and he sees me face to face, mouth to mouth. And we talk, and we talk. But you, I might come to you. As a prophet with a vision and a dream, with a dark saying, you know, God does that. I had had a, a visitation Saturday Saturday morning. I have to sh share it later. I'm, I'm trying to figure out all this dark thing for what I saw. Something getting ready to happen in 2023. He showed me 2023, and so I'm gonna I'm kneeling on it. So pray for me as I develop what God is getting ready to say. And, and uh, it was it was something else. But uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. But I want to talk about this getting this leprosy. Out of, your, out of your family and out of your house and out of the church. Because the same thing is happening in the church. There are people that rose up against pastors, talked about pastors, rose up against delegated authority, and, did it. and so God said, I shut my whole church down. I shut everybody out. And so the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. The Lord departed. But, and when the cloud departed from over the tent, behold, Marion was leprous. God, when he left, he smote her with leprosy as white as snow. And Aaron looked at Mary, and behold, she was leprous. I mean, God smote her. And then Moses, being a meek and humble man, he started crying. Oh, God. Oh, God. Heal her, Lord. Don't, 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 don't do this. Don't, you know, don't be so angry, Lord. Don't do this to her. And, 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 and God didn't relent. And do what God said. This is what I call shelter in place on lockdown. America's on lockdown. Verse 13 of Numbers 12, Moses said and cried unto the Lord, Heal her now, O God, I beseech you. And the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should not she be ashamed for seven days? In other words, God said, I'm spitting in the face of the church. 
I'm spitting in the, in the face of the rebellious, those that have rose up against authority, those that have lost the fear of God in the house of God. He said, if I but spit in your face, you should be shut up for seven days. We know that we're not shut up for seven days. We shut up for three weeks. Amen? To get it right. Let her be shut up outside of the camp. Where's the church at? Outside of the camp. Everybody's outside of the church. God put them out of his church. Y'all now you need to sit home and reflect about your actions and your attitudes about the house of God. So Mary was shut up without the camp for seven days and the people did not journey. No one's flying. No one's traveling. No one's on a bus. No one's on a plane. No one's on a train. Everybody is shut up outside the camp with spiritual leprosy. The coronavirus is coming through. They wipe it out, folks. I, I, I was just meditating. You know, God is a merciful God. But I was just thinking to myself, I said, what if God decided that he wasn't going to heal all those ones that were being rebellious and, 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 and backslidden and stuff, and they get the coronavirus. What if he decides he won't heal them? I said, oh, well, at least I know he's merciful and he'll heal them. That's his nature is to heal. But what if he decides, I ain't going to heal y'all. Y'all just go on to heaven. A lot of them been going. The pastors been going to heaven. And the old folks been going to heaven. You know, some people ain't getting healed. So, I, I, you know, I started questioning my heart. Make sure there's nothing wrong in my heart. In case it comes on me, because it's common unto man. I'm not immune to it. We can speak this stuff where I bind and all that thing. But if you don't take care of your body and your immune system, it'll come looking for you. Amen? So the people couldn't journey until Miriam was brought in again. And until God gave her seven days to sit at home and reflect on her attitude. And she, I'm sure she came back and said, I'm sorry, both of us. I didn't mean that, Moses. Please forgive me, Moses. <laughs> God, please forgive me. Please, seven days she's pleading with God. Please heal me. Please, and her skin is just shriveling up and bumps and nodules and stuff coming all on there. I, I know she didn't sleep very well. Hey, Amen. You can't sleep with leprosy and all that. Oh, that had to be terrible. So they 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 couldn't move. So you got you got. Uh, at least two more weeks to confess your faults one to another or confess your, the Lord, uh, repent and recommit and refocus on the kingdom of God and what God has assigned you believers to do in the earth realm. He said, go preach the gospel in Samaria and Judea and the uttermost parts of the earth. So now you got opportunity now to get into your Bible and learn the Romans road, how to bring people to Christ and get back out in the field when God releases us to go in and bring in the harvest. And it's important that, that uh, uh, for seven days she was there. If you look at the number seven, seven, Jacob bowed himself seven times before Esau. As Esau approached, and because he bowed those seven times, it brought back family reconciliation. It opened up the door for reconciliation. Seven. There were seven. Uh, when a person had leprosy, they were sprinkled seven times by the priest. To be pronounced clean. And they had to be separated and shaven uh, 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 after seven days. 
what this is the type and shadow and a prophetic word uh, of cleanse, how to cleanse your house spiritually. Uh, when a person had leprosy and God smote them with leprosy, they were to bring two clean birds to the priest. And they were to bring uh, uh, for a sin offering and for a burnt offering. And they were to bring cedar wood, uh, scarlet cord, scarlet and hyssop to the priest. And the priest would take the person that was supposed to be cleansed after, after seven days of being shut up out of the camp. And he would take them to the river and, and they were standing in the river and he had an earthen vessel, a bowl. And he had to two, take one bird. He would kill one bird in the bowl and put the blood in the bowl. And, and then he would take the live bird, the hyssop and the scarlet and the uh, um, uh, uh, cedar wood. And he would uh, uh, cover them in the blood of the bird. The hyssop, all three articles in the blood of the ground, and he over fresh running water, and then he would dip the living bird into the blood, and he would sprinkle the man seven times with the blood, with his finger, and the bird that was alive, what was covered in the blood, was let go. He was a scapegoat. In other words, the sin was put on the bird, and that bird symbolizes you and me being forgiven of our sins. Even though the, the blood and the water was on the bird, it made him a little heavy to fly, but he was able to get, uh, have movement again. And so there was a type and shadow of the cross of Jesus Christ. The blood, the shed blood in the water of Jesus Christ coming out inside of Jesus, that was a type and shadow. And so there was, they were standing in the street, and so he would sprinkle them uh, uh, seven times, and then he would tell them that, then he would uh, take the blood and put it on his ear, his right thumb and his right toe. The Lord had that do us demonstrate that in a Kairos moment, New Year's Eve, when I had the oil, I had the fire oil, the oil of fire, and uh, we anointed you. Little did you know why I was anointing you. Anointed you to clean your spiritual temple before the coronavirus got here. Amen. God was cleansing us even before we got, even before the virus came out. That was back in January. So God always protects his own. Amen. He protects the prophetic. He protects those. So the word, the Bible says Mary was shut outside the camp seven days. And the Bible says the word of God is tried seven times in the fire. The word of God. So we have to speak. And I'm, I'm speaking to those that are watching around the world. You continue to speak in Psalms 91 seven times. Continue to pro profess that seven times. Continue to speak over your situation seven times. Continue to say, I will not be broke seven times. I will not be sick seven times. My family will be saved. Continue to confess the word because uh, the word is tried in seven times. Continue to speak the word and not the problem. I keep saying that over and over, and I got to continue to say that. We, we, we know what the problem is. We know what people are doing. We know how there's, the politicians are stealing, and they're corrupt, and they're doing this and doing that. But we have to speak the word over that situation, not what they're doing. We want to speak the answer to what God's going to do in that, in, in that situation. There is power. In the blood. The blood is powerful. To cleanse your spiritual temple, you need to apply the blood of Jesus to your life. Exodus 12 verse 3 says, tell all the congregation, everybody in Israel, on the 10th day of this month, they shall take a man, every man a lamb or a kid according to the size of the family of which the father, the lamb or kid of each house. And if the household is too small... To consume the lamb, let him and his next door neighbor take it according to the number of persons. Every man according to what each each shall eat, and make your count for the lamb. 
your lamb or kid shall be without blemish, male or of the first year, you shall take it from the sheep or the goats. So uh, God was getting ready to deliver the children of Israel. And he gave them a procedure. Now remember the Old Testament is a type and shadow of the new. The lamb signified, we know it signifies Jesus Christ. And they had to take the lamb and leave it in the house for three days. Just like he was buried for three days and he rose again. And so they were to kill the lamb. Verse 7 of Exodus 12 says, They shall take the blood and put it on the two side posts and on the lintel above the door space of the houses in which they shall eat the Passover lamb. Now we're coming in the next 10 days or 12 days, we're going to have uh, Easter. The Passover is going to be here. Good Friday is not about 10 days away from now. About 10, 10 or 12 days is not too far away uh, that uh, Passover will be here. So I want to, uh, we want to make sure that we appropriate what Jesus did on the cross and apply the blood to our, to our lives, to our homes. To, I, I, in fact, make sure that you go and apply the blood over your front door, over your back door, around your windows, you put the bloodline, you apply the blood, put all around your door, anoint your house, anoint you around the house so the coronavirus, when God sees it, it keeps on going. Amen? Sometimes we forget that, well, we did it, well, I did it last year, well, you need to do it this year again, amen? The oil may have washed away in the rain, let's put some more oil around the doorpost, amen? Anybody, I, I had a sign on my, over my door, one of my old houses, that anybody, it was in the inside of the door, anybody that walked in my door was saved in Jesus' name. You come out of my threshold, you're entering into salvation. Amen? The blood has to be applied. You have to appropriate the blood of Jesus to your heart. Amen? Notice that it was put on the doorpost and on the top of the door. It wasn't put on the threshold. The blood is not to be trampled underfoot. Amen? It's a covering over you. Exodus 12, 12 says, For I will pass through the land of, of, of America... This night, and I will smite the firstborn with corona. No, he ain't saying that, but I'm just ad living. The first of all the land of Egypt, but man and beast against all, listen, against all the gods of Egypt. What's happening in America and around the world? All the gods have been smitten. Where's your God of basketball now? Where's your God of football now? Where's your God of tennis now? Where's your God at? They all been silenced. Stadiums closed. Theaters closed. You can't even watch your favorite horror movie on the movie screen <laughs> at the theater anymore. God has shut down Hollywood with all the perversion and pedophiles. God is passing through the land and shutting down all the gods of the land. And, I, and God said, I will execute judgment Proving their helplessness. He's proving to the world how helpless they are without him. Oh, they're trying to come up gas with masks and, and ventilators and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and they don't know whether the person's going to live or die anyway. They're coming up with all kind of plans. Like the president said, get down on your knees and repent and pray. That's the only thing that's going to save you is Jesus Christ. He's showing the world that they're helpless. He's pulled down their idols. He's pulled down their merchandise. He's pulled down the economies. The blood shall be a He said the blood shall be a token or a sign to you upon the doorposts of the houses where you are that when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No plague shall 
be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. What did he say? It's a sign and a token. Was there any power in the blood of that lamb that they slain and they ate the lamb? No, there wasn't any power. It was just a sign over the doorpost. It wasn't the blood of Jesus. It was the blood of a lamb that was over the doorpost. So we, by faith, we put oil over the doorpost. Amen. Don't go kill no chicken and put no blood, chicken blood, over your door. Amen. It's not working in the witchcraft. Leave that stuff alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. The gods are being dealt with. I had to put it in. The Lord said, somebody going to do it. Somebody going to put some blood, chicken blood over the doorpost. I mean, and get in the Santeria or some kind of crazy stuff. The gods are being dealt with. Moloch, the god of abortion, is being dealt with. They're, 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 he's getting weak. He's get, he don't have any more strength. He can't find any more baby's blood. That spirit is being pounded and beaded in the spirit realm. He's desperate for body. So now all our kids are being missing now. Now they can't snatch the kids off the street because all the kids have been shut down. Amen? Dagon, he was smitten. He didn't, all of them. Baal, all those Baal worshipers, people worshiping Baal, the Numenati and all that. Your sports figures, all these sports stars and all these kind of stuff. God said, I'll break all the gods of the land. All the gods of the lands. John 1 says, Behold, in the next day Jesus saw Jesus coming. He said to him, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb of God needs to come once again and take away the sins of the world. The scripture says that the, that the, that the, that the earth has vomited out the inhabitants. The earth is convulsing. Because of the putridness and the perversion and the wickedness and the idolatry that has gone on for so many years and, and the 65 million babies that have been aborted, it, the blood is crying out from the ground. The blood of, of, of these children that have been slain, the blood of them that have been kidnapped and, and cut up and killed for their body parts, the blood, the soul. The Bible talks about all the souls uh, uh, under the altar of the heaven. It said, how long, Lord, will you not avenge us of our, of our deaths? And God said, not long. First Peter 1 verse 18 says, you must know, recognize that you were redeemed Ransomed from the useless, fruitless way of living inherited by tradition from your forefathers, not with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but you were purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, like that of the sacrificial lamb without blemish, without spot. Your gold, your economy, your stock market, your dial, all of that don't mean nothing. Your car don't mean nothing. Your six-bedroom home don't mean nothing if you don't have the blood of Jesus applied to you. You will wind up going straight into hell. Holding on to the world things, holding on to idolatry, holding on to your beliefs, holding on to your blasphemies and talking against God and speaking God and calling God out of his, out of his name. And he, you know, his last name is not damn. People do that all the time. God said, I'm a God and there's no fear in the earth. And God's bringing back fear in the earth and fear in the church because there's so much spiritual leprosy in the earth and in the church. 
He had to put a church out. He had to put the believer out of the church for you to get your life back right. Amen. Meditate. I had a, a, one of a, one of our ex-members uh, sent me a text. Saying, I'm going to make my way back. I'm making my way back. I'm making my way back. Yes, sit at home. Meditate. Sit at home. Recommit. Sit at home and make a decision to serve the living God. There is a union comes when the blood and the spirit in the work of redemption. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 14, how much more surely shall the blood of Christ, who by virtue of his eternal spirit, by the Holy Spirit, his own preexistent divine personality, has offered himself as an unbelieving sacrifice to God, purify your conscience. From dead works and lifeless observations to serve the ever-living God. How much more? So you can't say, well, I, I, you know, I, we're not in the dispensation of, of government and dispensation of kingdom or the dispensation of grace. Or dis God, God said, I still deal with the conscious mind. I still deal. And so I released the, the angels of the Lord are going throughout the earth, dealing with consciousness, dealing with people's emotions, dealing with people that say you need to make a choice for the living God. Without the shedding of blood, there is no, re, re, there is no forgiveness of sin. So I'm telling you that your spiritual temple, uh, your spiritual temple can be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Your spiritual leprosy, if you're suffering from spiritual leprosy, suffering from uh, being without God, being outside the church, being outside salvation, you can come back into salvation. You need to come back to the house of God, come back to the altar of God. This is very important to understand that the blood possesses its power to cleanse and make us fit to serve the living God by the Holy Spirit who was in the Lord Jesus Christ when he shed his blood. See, the Holy Spirit was in Jesus when Jesus shed his blood. It means that his shedding of his blood brought on by the Holy Spirit, the eternal spirit, that the spirit lived and worked in Jesus' blood. As a result, when his blood was shed, it could not decay, decay or weaken. It'll never lose his power. As a result, his blood was shed. It could not decay as a dead thing. Uh, but as a living reality, it could be taken up to heaven and exercise its divine power from there. The blood was alive. In fact, the Bible says when the blood of Jesus touched the earth, the earth began to quake and 500 dead came up out of the earth that were dead. The blood is so powerful. His blood was taken up to heaven and the angels and Jesus went up to heaven and sprinkled his blood in the holies of holies of heaven to redeem man back to God. Eternal is something that always continues. It has no end. It is something that has no end in everything in time has a beginning and ending. It increases, it decreases it decays, it weakens, but the eternal doesn't weaken or ever lose his power. I've been to the place, uh, I've been to the library of heaven and the spirit, the Lord took me and showed me about time and that there's a timeline and there's time, but time will one day cease, but the eternal will never stop. Eternity will never stop. There is no time. You don't need a time watch. You don't need a watch in the morning and say, I need to be here, I need to be there. There is no time in eternity. You just enjoy yourself. The blood, the, 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 the cedar wood was a type and shadow of the cross. 
when the leper stood in the river, the cedar wood was a type of cross. Colossians 1.20 says, And God purposed that through, by the service and intervention of him, the Son, all things, everything should be completely reconciled back to himself, whether on earth or in heaven, as through him the Father had made peace by means of the blood of Christ. Everything under the earth, on the earth, above the earth, in the heavens, has been reconciled back to Christ. That's why he's given us authority and power of all the works of darkness in heaven and earth and above the earth. We have power. He's reconciled us back to the relationship that he had with Adam and Eve in the garden, the blood. Jesus became even obedient. As you're sitting at home and sheltering in, you better learn obedience. You need to learn how to obey. Those that have a rule, they're, they're giving you rules, and, and even the government, the Bible says, submit to them over said, Don't get in groups of 10 or 12 or 20. Don't be out, of, uh, they had to close the river, the, the, the Lakeshore Drive, because people were coming all out. He said, You got to obey the rules. You, you, you can die from this death. You don't want to die from these things. Sometimes you got to be obedient. You know, the children of Israel were, were rebellious. He had to put them outside. He said, Now, here's what I'm going to do for y'all. When you get up in the morning, Go collect the, the manna from heaven. Get you enough for that day. Don't get no more than one day's work. He said on, on, on Friday, on the sixth day, you get you enough for two days. Some of them didn't even obey. They went out the first day and got three days' work. And they woke up in the morning, it was all rotten. It's like the bananas you buy at Walmart. They, they rot real quick. I mean, they, they look nice at Walmart, but when you get home, geez, they turn brown in one twenty-four hours. <laughs> you got to eat them fast. Hallelujah. He said, he said, yet now has Christ the Messiah reconciled you to God in the body of his flesh through death in order to present you holy and faultless and irreproachable to the Father. Amen. Did I, did I lose my mic? Hallelujah. This went on. I lost my mic. No. Hallelujah. Hang on. Lost my microphone. Gotta give me some new batteries, Kurt. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. I'll use this one. Hallelujah. So now he said he's reconciled you to God in the body of his flesh through death in order to present you holy and faultless, irreproachable in his father's presence. So the blood has been applied. So you are holy, faultless, irreproachable. Coronas can't approach you. No, you can't approach me. I'm holy. Faultless, because the blood has been applied to my life. Don't worry about this corona. The only, reason, only difference between the coronavirus, SARS, and the rest of them, they let a lot of people die first. That's the only difference. This time they didn't let everybody die. They shut everything down. But we had some wicked presidents in the past that let thousands, thousands die because they wanted to make the earth smaller and get rid of the population control. Wicked people. Now, I want to deal with the altar because if you want to sanctify or cleanse your spiritual leprosy, you need, to, you need to apply the cross or the altar and have an altar. Everyone should have an altar to go to. This place, this is the altar of God. This is the place we designate where the presence of God is. And everyone should have a church or a place where they can come where the presence, where God has put his, his name 
is the place you should go. Don't go to nobody's church, God's name in it. If Ichabod's on the door, you don't want to go in there. You want to go where God is. Exodus 29, verse 35 says, Thus you shall do to Aaron and his sons according to all I've commanded you. During the seven days shall you ordain them. You shall offer every day a bull as a sin offering for atonement, and you shall cleanse the altar by making atonement for it and anoint it and consecrate it. Seven days you shall make an atonement for the altar and sanctify it. Set it apart for God. Everybody should have an altar in your home. There should be an altar in your home where you, a set place where you pray to God, anointed. There should be a, your prayer closet, wherever you go, if it's in your basement or in your bedroom, whatever, there should be an altar that has been anointed with oil, a place where you go and meet God. The altar was a place where the, where the Spirit of God will come up and down uh, 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 from the spirit realm to the heavenly realm. It was an altar. The witches and warlocks, they'll build an altar first to worship their God or demon and burn, burn all kind of animals and blood and sprinkle blood and have all kind of images and idols at that altar. It was a place that, that, that for entrance from the earth, from the natural realm to the spiritual realm. So you shall offer a bullock as a sin offering for atonement. And so they cleanse it every day for seven days. Seven days you shall make atonement for the altar and sanctify it. Set it apart for God and the altar shall be most holy. The altar is holy. By the sprinkling of the blood, so whatever touches the altar is holy too. That's why we make an altar call. It's because when you come on the altar... And you confess with your mouth believe Jesus Christ as Lord. And you repent of your sins. This is the place where you receive salvation. This is a holy place. And when you step into a holy place, demons begin to tremble. When you step into a holy place, deliverance begins to rot. When you step onto the altar, healing begins to take place because it's a holy place. It is set apart for God's service. Amen? The altar is a place of putting to death. Of killing. It's a place of sacrifice. A place of consecration. Verse 10 says, We have an altar from which those who serve and worship in the tabernacle have no right to eat. For when the blood of animals is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin, the victim's bodies are burned outside the limits of the camp. What is it saying? I put you out of my church to deal with your carnality. Let it die out there. Let your attitudes die. Let your heart attitudes die. Let the sin in your life die. Let your flesh be ways. You've been coming into the church uh, rejecting God and, 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 and playing on your cell phone and not reading the word, not taking notes when the preacher is preaching. All of these things are disregard for God's holiness and disregard for God showing up when you want to show up. Church starts at 10 and you come in at 1030. You come in at 1045. You come in at 1015. That's a disregard for the holiness of God. God has a set time to bless his people and you show up when you want to show up. That's called rebellion. That's called re uh, irresponsibility. That's called just rebellion against God. Your time is more valuable than God's time. 
I know anybody going to shout this morning on the internet, but that's okay. Get to church on time. Stop being rebellious. Stop being stubbornness. Uh, the pastor said we're going right and you want to go left. Amen. pastor said we're going to show up at corporate prayer at 10. You want to show up at 12, 15. Oh, I thought it was at 10 or 11, 15 or something. We need to get our attitudes right. He said that the flesh has to be killed outside of the church. Kill your flesh. Kill your desires. Coming in with lust. Shacking up. Smoking dope. Doing marijuana. Drinking. And then coming into church on Sunday. God said, I'm tired of it. Folks coming in smelling alcohol on their breath. Got a hangover and still trying to praise God. He's shutting down his church and you need to get that spiritual leprosy out of your life. Hallelujah. I don't get nobody to help me preach, but I'm going to preach this morning. I need to preach this day. Hallelujah. They're burned outside the camp. Therefore, Jesus also suffered and died outside the city gate. Outside the gate in order that he might purify and consecrate the people through the shedding of his own blood and set apart as for holy unto God. Outside of the church. God has put everybody out of his houses and I'll get the answer. See, when they went to rebuild the tabernacle, the Bible says there was so much ashes and so much debris that they got discouraged. So Ezra and Nehemiah went to rebuild the tabernacle and said it was just too much garbage. It's, it's a type and shadow. So much sin in the church that it come. You got to shut the church down so the priest can come in and clean all the carnality out of the house of God. You know, when there's, when there's flesh and, and carnality, there's ashes that are left behind. And you got to clean out the house of God. And so we're cleaning out the churches. Hospitals are going through. Businesses are going through. They're cleaning down the desk. They're wiping down the wall. They're sanctifying and cleansing everything. And we need to do the same thing in the house of God and get the carnality out of the house of God. Get the, the, the uh, popular uh, 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 celebrity Christians that, that are celebrities. that They've been extorting money from people. $100 line. Send me $299. Send me $199 for a prayer packet, uh, for a prayer cloth, for oil, and for all this kind of crazy stuff. God said, I'm shutting it down. Raping God's people for an offering. Your praises and your prayers are very important to God. And this time of, 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 of sanctifying and cleansing and getting rid of the spiritual leprosy in your house. Some of you got spiritual leprosy because you don't pray. It came on your house. Revelation 8.3 says, For another angel came and stood over the altar. The angels are over the altar. And he had a golden censer. And he was given much incense, fragrant spices and gums, which ex exhale perfume are burned, and that they might mingle it with the prayers of all the people of God, the saints, upon the golden altar before the throne. So there's a golden altar in heaven. When our prayers go up, the angels take our prayers and mix it with the incense. Why does he do that? Because a lot of times we send up carnal prayers, fleshly prayers, and no flesh shall dwell in the presence of the Lord. So the angels have to capture our prayers and, and, and cleanse our prayers of all carnality and all stupid requests and frivolous requests that we send up to heaven. And the angels have to take that out and see that this, this, this prayer can't go up to God. He's too holy to receive this mess. So the angels have to filter our stuff that we're sending up to God. And the smoke of the incense, the perfume, arose in the presence of God with the prayers of the people of God, the saints, from the hand of the angel. So you understand that you need, that's why I, I say, pray the word of God. Pray the word of God, because when you pray the word of God, the angels take those words and put it to God. He receives it. But if you're praying cardinal prayers, Lord, I want a Cadillac. 
but I'm living in a, I'm paying rent, and I can't barely pay my rent, but I want a Cadillac to drive. That's frivolous prayers. We need to pray the right prayers. Bless, not, not just bless us three, us four, no more. Just bless me. No, we need to intercede and pray for the lost. Intercede and pray. So God says our prayers and your praises are very important. Amen? Your prayers and your praises are very important. Praise and worship starts at 10 o'clock. You show up at 1030, guess what? You just miss half of what you're supposed to be giving God. Praises, and you miss your opportunity to praise him. Come on, say Shiloh or something. Praise the Lord. You got to apply the blood is the same as applying the holy oil. Amen. Leviticus 8 verse 22, 23. I know I'm giving you a lot of scriptures, but get your Bible and look at it and go with it. Remember now the Old Testament is a type and shadow of the new. So I got to give you the old so you can see what the new is. Leviticus 8 22. He brought the other ram, the ram of consecration and ordination. And Aaron and his son laid their hands upon the head of the ram. And Moses killed it and took some of the blood and put it on the tip of Aaron's right ear, on the thumb of his right hand, and on his great right foot. So that's even being anointed to be a priest. He had to do that. Seven days. He had to give a sacrifice. Aaron had to bring a sacrifice. His sons and him laid hands on it and parted their sins into the ram, and the ram was killed, and his blood was sprinkled upon the altar of sacrifice. It's very important. Your tithe, your offering, it's a sacrifice. You apply the blood. As you were watching the, uh, uh, me this morning, uh, uh, we did this in, in, in January. Uh, the Lord had me do every, all our members. I, I gave them oil, <clears throat> and we anointed the ear, the big toe, right thumb, and the big toe. Apply the blood. This is, this is the blood is applied. When the blood is applied to the ear, to our hearing, we will not hear the enemy's voice. God anoints our ears to hear his voice. He said, my sheep will not follow another. They hear my voice. When the blood is applied to our hands, the devil cannot touch our work for God. He said, I'll bless the works of your hands. But, but, but when he anoints your hands, the anointing multiplies our efforts. The anointing on your hands makes it, it lubricates, and what you put your hand to, it becomes easier. It lubricates, and what you start getting promotions on your job. You start getting elevation on your job. And your work is, is, is good because you're anointed by God. Your hands are anointed. We can lift our hands without wrath and doubt because we have anointed holy hands. When the blood is applied to our feet, our walk is sure. The steps of a righteous man or a righteous woman are ordered of the Lord. We can keep in step, in, in syncopation, in step, in, in, in cadence with the Lord when he's moving in the earth. We know what he's doing. We know how he's doing it because we, 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 our feet have been anointed by God. That everywhere we go, we're blessed. Everywhere we go, we possess that, that uh, possessing. The blood was applied seven times. The number of perfection. Whatever was laid on the altar was made holy. The Israelite had no fear of his offering, whether it was too small or too little or unworthy, 
the gift is sanctified by the altar that is laid on. The Bible says uh, in Matthew 23, 19, he said, you blind men, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sanctified? That's why you need to come to a church. That's why you need to get in church because the altar is the place where you get sanctified. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. It connect. You have to connect. If you want to get rid of your spiritual leprosy, you got to connect with uh, your church altar. It is a holy place. It is holy. Leviticus 8.15 says, Moses killed it, took the blood, put it on the horns of the altar round about with his finger and poured out the blood on the base of the altar, purified and consecrated the altar to make atonement for it. He took all the fat that was on the entrails and the lobe of the liver and the two kidneys and their fat, Moses burned them on the altar as an incense to God. But the bull or the sin offering, its hide, its flesh, its dung, he burned it with fire outside the camp as the Lord had commanded him. All carnality, all leprosy, all coronavirus, all SARS virus, all Zika virus are outside of the camp. You need to apply the blood America to your, to your life. When you get through with this shut-in and you get through with this shelter, guess who's going to be waiting on you to come outside? Zika virus and Niles West, the mosquitoes will be waiting on you when you get outside. Amen? You need to be applying the blood now to cover yourself because the enemy is not going. Many plagues, many things are coming against us in this end time. The cross on which Jesus shed his blood is not only an altar which Jesus was sacrificed, but it had been consecrated by the blood as an altar on which we also may be sanctified and made acceptable to God. So the cross was an altar. He shed his blood on that altar. It was a place of shedding of blood. Paul said in Romans 12, I appeal to you therefore, brethren, and beg you, I beg you, in full view of all mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculty. Everything has to come to God. you got to put down your ways, put down what you want to do, put down how you want to do it as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated. Consecrated means set apart, amen, and well-pleasing to God which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. You got to make a choice. Many are standing right now in the valley of decision right now. Halt between two opinions. If your God be God, serve him. If my God be God, serve him. Amen. Is your God speaking back to you? Is your God touching you? Is your God saving you? No. There's only one true living God that sees, hears, speaks. And his name is Jehovah. Hallelujah. So I appeal to you, make a decision. You got to make a decision. The devil can't stop you in this hour from being receiving Jesus in Christ. You don't know whether you're going to make it to heaven or not unless you repent of your sins. You need to know inside of yourself, know that you know that you know that you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. He will give you the comforter. You don't know what to pray for, he'll give you the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is open your mouth and say, I repent of my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. Live your life through me. I confess you with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you're the son of God.
and you're sitting on the right hand of the Father. You need to say that prayer of repentance. Cleanse your temple. Cleanse your life. Cleanse your attitude. Change your attitude. Don't be hot against two opinions. Joshua say, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we are dedicated to the house of the Lord. Everyone needs to cleanse their temple. Even the believer, even the backslider. And I said this and I posted this. God said, I'm spitting. If I but spit on the church, shall you not be shut out? But that's not bad. You ought to give God praise that he spit. Because the Bible says that he's going to spit out the lukewarm. He ain't done that yet. In fact, the lukewarm is just about as over. I, I decreed and declared it's about over for you because this next move of the Spirit is for the unbeliever. The next move of the Spirit is for those that don't know Jesus Christ as Lord. The lukewarm, you may not make it in. I don't know if you don't get back to God real quick. You may not make it into the kingdom of heaven. The lukewarm, he said, I'll spit you out of my mouth. And there's a lot of lukewarm people that have left the church. Oh, because the pastor did this, and the pastor divorced his wife, and the pastor. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. If the man stopped following Christ, you don't follow him. You just keep following Christ. The, your pastor can't save you. Your bishop can't save you. The archbishop can't save you. The pope can't save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you. Amen? I can't save you. I ain't got a heaven to put you in and a hell to keep you out of. Amen. I can only point you to the one that has the power over life and death. The ones that have power to kill the body and the soul. The one who has power. Don't fear man. Fear the living God. Amen. Cleanse your temple of spiritual leprosy. There was a procedure that they had to go on. When they had leprosy in a house, he said that you would shut the house up for seven days. And the priest would come back, and if there was red spots and orange spots on the wall, at the base of the wall, it was like a mold on the wall. He said, you would, you, would, you would either scrape the wall down or do remediation. You know what remediation means? When they had, a, when they had fiberglass and they have all that stuff, they had to do remediation in some of these old houses. You had to go scrape everything down. They had to take the ashes, what they scraped, and take it outside of the camp. All the plaster and everything, if you want to rebuild a house. Or you had to, and he said, if you tore the house down, you had to take all the bricks and take it outside of the camp. So God's going to take some of y'all houses outside of the camp. You may not be able to live where you're living any longer, amen? Because a lot of people, when this thing is over with, uh, they tell you, well, you don't pay your rent, and you had rent, uh, freeze on rent and stuff. I guarantee your landlord going to want their money, all of it, at the end of this thing. So you better pay your rent while you can pay your rent, Amen. When you get that government check, pay your rent. Amen. Don't go buy a 60-inch TV and buy you $150 Jordans and, and have visions of grandeur in your head. Oh, $1,200. I'm going to spend this. I'm going to go to Chili's. I'm going to go to Red Lobster. I'm going to go here. I'm going to buy some. I know I need some underwear. I'm gonna buy me. You better give. make sure you give, pay your rent. Amen. Before you get put out. Amen. So let me pray. I pray over those that are watching this broadcast that you get your house in order. That there's, God has shut you out of the church. But God has not shut you out of his heart. He has not shut you out of his heart. You are an apple of his eye. You are formed in his heart. You are in his hand. You're in this, when you see Jesus' nail scars, he said, you are formed in my hands. And he said, my sheep hear my voice. They'll not follow another. They are formed. I'll never lose you. I never lost one sheep. And so as you come back, come back. This is a time to return to the living God. Return to God. Return to the house of God. This is a time. There was a time uh, when, when, when Noah, the, 
the animals were being loaded into the ark. And everybody was laughing and, and, and wondering. The time is now for you to get into the ark. And so we give you praise and glory tonight, Lord, today, Lord, for your word. I pray that this word has blessed you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Hallelujah.